Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. And now, here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. I'm going to shout it out. Come and see what God can do. Um, yeah, so. I really like just to catch Kevin off guard and hit record. And oh, man, did you already start recording? <laughs> Dude, you're bad. No, we're uh, we're doing... Um, we're doing... Uh, yeah, we're doing all these uh, kind of VBS-style songs for um, the Dominican Republic right, mission yeah, trip. Yeah. We're leaving in like a couple weeks, and so... I've been planning all the music. Um, my problem is I don't speak Spanish, so I got I got the music stuff in English, and I, I'm trying to like have people help me with the Spanish part of it. Um, so like that particular song that you just caught me in was a, uh, um, it's kind of one of those like echo songs, you know. Mm-hmm. He is God. He is God. The one true God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, trying trying to make songs that are uh, uh, going to be fun and hopefully easy for the kids right. to learn uh, yeah. while they're there. But yeah, we're leaving two and a half weeks for the wow. Dominican Republic, and um, right around the corner. I know, and it's is weird because so Melanie's coming with this time, and she's planning all the uh, teaching stuff mm-hmm. for the VBS. So I'm doing the music, she's doing the teaching stuff, and you know we have other things going on, you know, games and crafts and you know activities and all the rest, mm-hmm. but. Um, pretty excited it's kind of yeah. like it's all coming together cool but like i said i uh i don't know the spanish part of it so what i did is i recruited people i'm like hey angie you speak spanish <laughs> hey anna you know a little bit of spanish julia so i i got all these people oh and luke too and uh, i'm like all you guys know spanish so how about this i'll take care of the music you sing the songs <laughs> so that that's nice. my solution yeah good yeah yeah so um we're kind of picking up where we left off last time. Before we do that, I want to get the information in there. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Facebook.com slash WM dash slash Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst 360 818 4339 Yeah. Yeah. I was wanting to talk about on the podcast. I can't remember what it is. How awesome I am. Well, there's always that. <laughs> you want to talk about that for a little while. Um, I was thinking, though, you know, football season is less than 100 days away. Hello. And so. Yeah. Yeah. How are your Buckeyes looking? I don't know, except, I mean, they had a really good, like, top five recruiting year. So. Should have been a pretty good thing. Yeah, Oregon, you know, Oregon didn't uh, get the best recruits. But the one thing we have going for us, Marcus Mariota is uh, coming, coming back. back. Yeah, yeah, which is huge. But, you know, we lost the Anthony Thomas. We lost a couple of our, our uh, wideouts. And then uh, our our kind of big, you know, like the sure hands guy, Braylon Addison, he like got injured and he's out for the whole season. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and this is the first year of the playoffs. I know the inaugural playoffs. Yeah. Oh it's a man, big year for college football. Whew. 
Yeah, but it's uh, what is June fifth? June fifth, and uh, kind of everyone's gearing up for summer. We're gearing up for VBS. You're gearing up yep. for Dominican yep. trip and VBS. And yeah, so as soon as we get back from the Dominican Republic trip, uh, so that goes up through the end of June. So starting in July. Melanie's in full steam ahead because then yeah. she's got like three weeks until our VBS mm-hmm. and and my wife Melanie's the one who puts on the VBS program at our church. So we've got six eight day coming up this Sunday for our church. Oh, because we're six eight church. So six eight and day the Sunday is, is June eighth. Six eight. Ah, so we're having six eight day. No, I get but, it. Uh, what we're gonna do? This might become an annual thing that we're going to just um instead of we're gonna have a short worship service and then just go out into the community and, you know, pick up trash and just kind of go out and make our presence felt. That's cool. uh, We're having a a good old potluck afterwards. So we're going to invite people back to that. If we run into anybody, they can come out come back and have free lunch afterwards. Yeah. Stuff like that. So just trying to let people know we're around. That's what we we do every year. We do this um, uh, thing at our church, like picnic in the park. We have this great park right next door to our church. And uh, ironically, every year, the attendance at the picnic uh, is always like significantly greater than the attendance <laughs> church. at church that day. Um, and I don't know, you know, I think part of it is like, you know, just people come and show up and that's great. And mm-hmm. we, we always say, hey, yeah, come on. You know, like if people are at the park, we're like, come on over, grab yeah. some food. Um, but then I'm also like, how many people skip church right. and then come to the picnic? <laughs> ah. That's because you can only do one church thing on a Sunday. I mean, you can't <laughs> right. do two. So it's, no, that's, it's yeah, that's service way, or the picnic. Way too much. No yeah. no way you're going to do two stuff. Yeah. Hey, you were talking last episode about the David Crowder CD giveaway. Yeah, so that's coming out. Um, let me go. Let me check and make, make sure I get the right information. I don't don't want to misrepresent it, but uh, we're doing a, another giveaway, the new David Crowder CD, right? Which the uh, the Chris Tomlin or sorry the uh, the uh, the Passion one um, was a uh, uh, that was I I still like that album. There's some great stuff on that one. That I was pretty happy with. That was fun being able to review that. Yeah, so I guess it's already out. Five twenty seven. Oh, and it's out. Yeah, but we're still going to review it and uh, do a giveaway on it, so you can get your chance to to enter and get your free copy of the David Crowder Neon Steeple. Yeah, I was talking. Who was I talking to? Um, I was mentioning. It's always curious to me when a uh, a band like splits up, mm-hmm. but then they continue to uh, record music mm-hmm. after the fact. You know. Yeah, what happened that that caused that? Yeah, and mm. my my best guess because so you got David Crowder, um, and the David Crowder band, and the band actually stayed together, and they're now the Digital Age, mm-hmm. and they they uh they put out a CD whatever it was a year ago or something, and they're still together recording, and I heard some snippets of the David Crowder, and I I think honestly what happened was just differences in style. Mm-hmm. Like the new David Crowder CD is is very you know folky bluegrass, lots of banjo, lots of acoustic guitar, and I think that's kind of his heart where he was going. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to the Digital Age, which is essentially the David Crowder band, they're all into like you know it, it's all pop synth, uh, you know lo- mm-hmm. lots of loops, lots of you know. Um, 
Which makes you wonder because like for all that time, everyone attributed all the synthy stuff to David Crowder himself. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's so like, how, like how much was it actually yeah, so him maybe versus it was all these other guys that was like that were putting all the digital stuff, and he was just the folk guy that kind of brought the folk edge into yeah. it, and you know, kind of meshed it together to yeah. get their cool sound. But yeah, you know, I I wonder like I'm like man, what would it be like to be a fly in the wall, right? You're, they're all sitting together, and David Crowder's like, I want more folk. No, man, we're tired. <laughs> we're tired of always doing the bluegrass. We're tired of the banjo. We want the synth, yeah, you know, and yeah. and. Uh, I don't know. I'm yeah. totally More just Casio. More <laughs> Casio. <laughs> I'm totally just speculating on all this, obviously. Yeah. But anyway, just you know, it's curious. You, you you wonder. Obviously, you know, something happened where they they aren't playing together anymore, mm-hmm. and but yeah, they are still playing. Just not. What if Kevin is David Crowder, and you oh, just man. like put on a costume every time you go out to perform, and this whole time, all this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest thing <laughs> I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I'm sure there's weirder things oh. that, I've, that I've said. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, um, hey, I want to do another shout out just real quick. Here we go. Well, we, the same ones we did last time, but yep. just in case people aren't aren't here, make sure you go check out the the church. Tech Which, by talk. the way, sorry, sorry. This is you didn't say this is episode one thirty. One thirty. One three zero. One hundred and thirty episodes. Hundred of us talking. Wow, isn't that crazy? And we mentioned last episode just to give you a glimpse of how long David and I have been recording, uh, uh, pod, podcasting together. When we first started recording. I was still using MySpace and had no idea what Facebook was. Uh, yeah. Facebook was that new, and I was that out of it. Um. <laughs> well, but uh, so um, so Hannah was born in two thousand six, but but Henry was born in two thousand eight, right after we started. Mm-hmm. And so, like, basically, like my whole life as a as a father and family has happened on this podcast. Yeah, all, all just, the milestones we've recorded yeah. all about them. Yeah. And yeah, and and uh, Callie, she was still. I think she's about a year when we started. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then of course Haley was born, and and then of course you had two other kids in the yeah. meantime. <laughs> you know, let's throw let's throw a few more. Yeah. And you built you built or you moved over to this side of the river on yep. the podcast. Yep. We uh we have to hit pause for a second. Nope. Pause for station identity. All right, we're back. Back. Um, but but yeah, like you know, you you moved. We've. Yeah, our, I've been at like yeah, been at three different, three churches. different churches, and the, yeah, it, it's yeah. uh, it's been our our uh, lives have unfolded before the listeners of our podcast. Yeah, this is like our mainstay. This is like the one thing that's like the, the, the one same constant the whole. It's kind of like you and I. Like this is like uh, a reality show for us. You know, instead of having a film crew follow us everywhere um, for a TV show, we just record podcast yeah. and. It's the reality show on our lives. Right, yeah. Uh, something. The reality cast. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Shout out. Do your shout outs. Yeah, so uh, so make sure you go check out the, the Church Tech Talk podcast because they just started back up after a two-year hiatus. So you want to go check them out, especially yeah. if you're doing video and uh, fun, uh, uh, like stage design and lighting and all that stuff. You're going to want to go check out that, that podcast. And then check out... Um, the frequency.fm podcast yeah. and make sure you're listening to those guys over there. So uh, give them, give them a, a good fair shake with your, with your podcast listening time. Nice. But uh, we're getting back into in-ear monitors. Yeah, part two. We're on part two part because those. there was so much good stuff Dude. to talk about. 
yeah. in part one that we ran out of time. Yeah. And so, um, so we kind of, in the first episode, we just kind of gave the overview of each of our systems. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I shared a little, you know, our journey of mm-hmm. how we got there and, you know, what we were trying to do next level and trying to, you know, combat the, uh, uh, the, you know, stage volume was a big problem because mm-hmm. we, we meet in the gym and uh, it is a smaller room and, you know, the front row is only about four feet away from the, uh, you know, from the mm-hmm. stage. And, you know, so you got all those issues where right. stage volume is a, you know, a legitimate concern. Yeah. And I just, I want to throw one thing out there because um, it's, it's, for a lot of people, it seems like unattainable. I can, you know, especially thinking because uh, we, you know, we've had interactions um, around the world with people in different parts of the of the world who don't have the same luxury as we have when it comes to technology and the uh, plethora of existing equipment around us. And, but, you know, even if you have just a, an uh, old Mackie or Behringer board, that's got a couple of aux outs on it, you know, you can get a headphone amp for, for pretty cheap, a hundred bucks, some of them. Yeah. And even, you know, if you only need one or two channels, you can get them for even less than that. And, you know, get a, just get a couple set. You don't have to have fancy headphones, but, but for me, it's just, it's worth it. To start to start moving in that direction, mm-hmm. even if you don't have all the fancy equipment to go there. Because part of your story that you shared last episode was that's what you guys had, right? Yeah, like you guys yeah. had the Mackie board, mm-hmm. and you just um, you had a headphone extender or amp. I mean, by mm-hmm. the drums, and then right. you guys would all just attach yeah. to that. You know, you'd have long like whatever twenty foot. Yeah. You know, which we still use. That's yeah, still, that's still yeah. we do. We don't have wireless except for the worship leader has wireless, and that's been that way for a while. But um, and you can get wireless. You know, if you want. If you don't want to do the the headphone amp, you can get a couple hundred dollar a piece, you know, wireless monitoring systems. And, yeah, but um, and, the point being that yeah. y- you could very, you know, pretty inexpensively, if you like, if your sole concern was I want to just give her a stage volume, mm-hmm. you know, you pick up a headphone amp, uh, you you run a, you know, obviously you have to run some cabling, you know, mm-hmm. that that would, you know, depending on how your room is set up, that that could be a pain, you mm-hmm. know, but you you get the headphone amp. You hook it up to some of your free auxes on your board. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you could even just use like your your earbuds from your right. from your iPod. That's what I use now. Yeah, and so it's like you know, for for not a ton of money, you know, you you can you can have a, eliminate stage volume. Now, what we were trying to do with Laurelwood is we were kind of trying to go a little bit to that next level. So you know, we got the personal monitor mixes mixers. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and and then you guys have recently gotten the the PreSonus. That is a digital board that, yeah. you know, allows you to actually mix your own mm-hmm. uh, sound um, right there on your I, your iPhone. Right. But, but this time we want to kind of get into the theory of yes, it. Of, yes. Of kind of the approach you use yeah. for your for your mixing. And so that, like that, that was kind of, uh, yeah. yeah, that was kind of episode one. Mm-hmm. We just gave you a quick synopsis of episode one. Or, well, not epi- I guess that's episode, episode 129. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Part one. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. So one of the things that I just started bringing, I, I just brought, I brought up just real briefly at the end of last week's episode. Um, I brought up the idea that for me, it, it it was initially and probably still is because we've been using them for about three months now. There's this struggle that I feel, this tension I feel in my in my spirit sometimes, if you will, <laughs> because. When you're in the in-ears, when you got these ears in you, and that's all you hear, you know, and all you're hearing is what's going through them, mm-hmm. there automatically is this disconnect mm-hmm. between the audience, you know. So, whereas before, 
I heard all the ambient noise. You know, I had my I had my my monitor right next to me, so I could I could hear stuff from my monitor. But I heard my piano. You know, I heard the bass amp. I heard the drums. You can hear, hear Bill singing out of tune. I, I I hear yeah, Gene <laughs> Gene right next to me in the front row. He always claps off. Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, like I hear all that stuff. Claps right on one and a half. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not quite there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I yeah, you got all the all the people. You know, the the people who you know like to sing real loud and you know hit the the, the shrill notes and whatever. But the point is. Is a totally different world, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you have these in ears, and it's whatever's in your ear is what you're hearing. Especially, you know, if you have like a nice pair that really like seals out the sound, you mm-hmm. know, uh, like like our ears, you know, the the West Tones that we use, you know, kind of you know they wrap around your ears, they're in there, and I mean it's like wearing earplugs. Yeah. So, my biggest thing was and and still is to a certain degree, how do you relate to the audience? How, how do you you know? get past and fight through that that feeling of like oh man i i i'm not getting the same feedback and maybe that's where i'm that word i'm looking mm-hmm. for the feedback isn't there mm-hmm. as much you know um so what have you done because um, you've been using in ears for a long time yeah uh, um it's been it's been kind of a constant morph that's actually one reason why i like the the iphone uh, headphones the earphones better than just, mm. They sound really good. They still have a really full sound, you know, full frequency sound. But they don't block all the noise. But yeah, out. you can still hear the room, and so mm. so you're still getting all the benefits of the in-ear monitors because it's right there in your ears. But then you can hear people clapping. You can hear people singing. You, you know, the room doesn't go away like it does now. There's it's obviously not going to sound nearly as good as your your three driver headphones. Yeah. But um, you know, we've we've added a mic into the system. We've tried adding several mics into the system and running them through an aux into an Aviom channel to try and because the the hardest like, problem, like room mics or audience yeah, mics. Okay, but the problem we've always had we have phase issues with the mics, and then we have um, they just pick up too much of the mains, and so like they're they're not helping. They're just making your mix more muddy in your monitors, which is what you're trying to get away from. One of the things, right, and having in your monitors. Yeah. And so, um, it's, it's been a constant struggle in terms of not feeling that disconnect. One thing before you, you kind of jump in and and throw your, um, your, your advice in there. I have seen it be a strength for, because we've had some people who are really shy and really stage fright, um, people, you know, they're really afraid of being up there. And so by putting on those, those headphones and isolating yourself, it's easier for some of them to kind of get up there and kind of get in a little spot where they don't feel like they're out and exposed as much as you do when when you are out there and you hear everybody responding to whatever you're doing. So there is one, one plus to it, but what do you guys do? Well, funny you say that because, um, you know, that that's actually, we talked about that, like as a team, you know, as we've been, you know, over the last three months, because this is all brand new for every, for all of us, you know, um, I mean, you know, I've certainly used in-ears from time to time, you know, Dan Friesen has, but Mm -hmm. as far as a regular Sunday morning thing, this is all new. And Mm -hmm. so as a team, we've talked about, you know, hey, what what are you guys feeling? What are you hearing? And interesting, like, like, that's the one thing people keep saying is, you know, hey, I'm kind of, I'm in this world, you know, like, um, but almost as a positive, not, not a negative, Mm -hmm. it's this positive, like, like, hey, I, I got my ears in, I'm dialing in, you know, with my little mixer what I want to hear. And it's like, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this room, I'm in this place, I'm in this like little box, you know? 
and and I can like kind of just I can kind of stay in there. I can focus on what I want to hear. Um, so that's been a positive, but also mm-hmm. the negative on that side is you got to be careful not to just stay there. Right. Like you gotta, you gotta still be able to engage. And and I think that that's where, you know, that's where we've been working on just in the last three months. How do we engage with the audience when we can't even hear the audience right. or feel it? And one thing that stood out to me, there was this one service where, you know, we're doing our thing and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're doing the song and, and, and I remember, you know, like, like, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on, on the, you know, I'm focusing on all the stuff, you know, being kind of a worship leader, listening for things. And all of a sudden I started realizing, oh man, like, like people are really engaging in this, you know, and people are standing up and raising their hands. And, 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 uh, I was talking to, uh, um, one of the guys who's on our worship team who, who didn't play that week. He was in the audience mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, so Steve, you know, what do you think? He's like, oh man, he's like, that was such a powerful service. He's like, hmm. like that, he's like, that was one of those services, like you just feel God moving, you feel the spirit moving, you, you you feel, you know, you feel the spirit of God just just like like going out and just touching people's hearts. I'm like And you missed it. I'm like, man, I didn't feel it at all. <laughs> yeah, it was I'm like, oh, is that what happens? I'm like, I <laughs> Yeah, and oh, that's awesome. And and but it's only it, awesome because I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. But it was it was great. Like it was it was a really good kind of wake up call or, or or reality check for me to say, okay, I I wasn't feeling that because like okay months ago if that had happened like I would have felt it you know mm-hmm. like quote unquote feel mm-hmm. it you know and and so Steve and I you know we're talking about this and he's like so you know Kev probably a good question to ask yourself is. You know, when when you're quote unquote feeling it, is it an emotion that you're feeling, or or is it you know a real thing that you're feeling, and and how do you translate that emotional feeling into okay, I see the audience responding, I know this is happening, and I may not emotionally be feeling it right now because I haven't you know because I'm in this little world, I'm in this little box, whatever, but I know what that means, and I know what's happening right now because I know this is happening right now. Like I, I'm gonna kind of elevate what I'm doing, you know, and and so there's this really mm-hmm. weird, mm-hmm. you know, kind of exchange that takes place. Wait, you, for you have to be a lot more intentional. You have to, you know, it, instead of relying on your senses to pick up those things, you have to intentionally look for them. Exactly. Right. So, like, as a just if you're up there as just a vocalist. And it'd be real easy to close your eyes off and kind of cocoon and raise your hand and, you know, you'd be worshiping and have no idea what the, what the body did the whole time. But so like, so you have to kind of retrain yourself to open your eyes once in a while and look, or like, you know, we, we have to do that as worship leaders. You know, it's, it's easy to kind of close your eyes and get in the moment. And that it's funny because that not, I, not the, maybe not to that extreme, but there are many times when I, especially early on when I first started using in-ear monitors that, that I would kind of get in my worship space there, you know, kind of isolated off and we're going and, you know, the, and the band's going, we're kind of feeling it and, you know, we're having a great time. And like everyone was sitting down at the the beginning of the song and I open my eyes and everyone's standing up. Yeah. And like something what Whoa. like something happened. What everyone stood. Did someone tell everyone to stand and I yeah. didn't hear it? And they no, they're just responding and worship. Yeah. And so like it's like, oh, you have to pay attention a lot more right. to overcome that. Yeah, and you have to be diligent to, to be aware. Mm-hmm. You know, part of it, I I just pulled this up in my phone. Um part part of what I think has been the hardest, um for, I shouldn't say hard, but part of what the the you know 
learning curve has been. Not only did we introduce um, in ears on Easter Sunday, we introduced using a click track. Yeah, and, that's and, another thing I was going to talk about. Yeah, and, and so we've been using a click track every Sunday since then. Mm-hmm. So you know, so so it's like every song we have mm-hmm. this playing. You yeah. know, and and uh, and I think that's part of it, right? Because you you have um you know you you have this like great song. But you're focusing on like mm-hmm. I gotta stay on the tempo, you know. That, that's mm-hmm. the that's the whom shall I fear song that we're, we're doing this song this Sunday, you know. The God of you know. So so I got this, you know. I got this. Got the eighth note in right, there. exactly, yeah. right. So yeah, so I got the God of angel armies is always by my side. Yeah. All right, and, and and so you're you're almost kind of like it's this really tough balance of how how do you still engage when you're so focused on this yeah yeah, i think you know i think some of that's just time and familiarity and we were super familiar with the old system so we had you know but there was still that learning curve when we first stepped up on that stage and got behind the monitor and the mic for the first time where it took us a while to get comfortable up that's a good point and but like you know we use a click track every sunday too and but i don't even like I don't even think about it anymore. Mm. In fact, I feel I feel a little bit the opposite. I feel a little bit naked if we don't have it. Interesting. And so, like, especially I, I, haven't, like, I haven't quite gotten there yet. Like man. <laughs> if I'm starting a song, it's like, man, I don't want to start this, you know, because we have a, you know our drummer who kind of really picks up on those things. Like, if I'm ten, if I'm ten clicks fast, then then he's going to notice, and it's going to so he's going to have to compensate for it, and so it's going to affect what he does. It's like, so we kind of really have kind of developed this crutch mentality when it comes to the <laughs> we need our click. click. Yeah. But, um, but you know, when you, and probably part of the, the theory we need to talk about is the mixing when it comes like, I like everyone to be on it and I know you don't have vocalists on it. We, I haven't always had vocalists on it, but, um, the click really the, when we first started using it, it was just like a snap. I mean, like we were, we were playing fairly well together. But like as soon as we started playing with the click and everyone heard that click and they're just um. like it just snapped everything in line. And so like we're kind of, you know, we're kind of all within the same four beats, but a different parts of you know, different parts of the measure. And as soon as we started using that click, it's just everything started lining up right mm. on the dot and it just really tightened the sound up really quick, which I think that was the one thing uh, when we started doing that that took our sound up to a totally different level than it had been in mm. the past. Um but once we kind of got used to playing with it, then it, then it really really became a key part of of our 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 philosophy. But you know, you don't want to have it you don't want to have it too loud in your mix so that it drowns everything out. But you don't want to have it too quiet that it completely goes away when you need it. You know, so like so finding it, putting it right in that right sweet right in the sweet spot in your mix, so so you can still hear it, but it's not giving you a headache. <laughs> but you know, you're, you're you're in touch with with the click through the whole song, and every, yeah. if you can hear it, and it'll kind of disappear when you're all playing with it tight. I don't know if you've noticed that, but when you're all playing tight on the click, it right? Goes it's away. like it's like you're right on the beat. Yeah. You know, part of it is for our drummers. I mean, this obviously is a huge learning curve. Like mm-hmm. to you know to never play mm-hmm. to a click, and now all our drummers are playing, and so you know some of our drummers are still getting used to it. And there's a couple of drummers that like. Their their tempo kind of you know wanders a little bit right and uh, you know so you know trying to like uh, come on let's let's stay on this groove yeah and I've had several drummers who have given given me a lot of grief over the idea of a click track yeah but um I, it's over time like for one I remember he just he fought me the whole week leading up to the practice that we were doing it 
And by the end of the week after we had played, he's like, like thank you. That was awesome. I loved it. You yeah. know, and he played, you know, he, he was one of those that just had a kind of real natural ability to just get right on it and stay there. Cool. And so it wasn't a big stretch for him, but like some of them are going to fight you a little more, but really, I think once you kind of fight through that, everyone no, really I mean, likes, all, to, yeah, likes to I'll, use I'll, it. I'll be the first to say, I think the click has helped us as a worship team, like hit that next level. I mean, honestly, we, we are playing so much tighter, but within that, there again is this tension and this balance of, okay, we're, we're playing to this very, you know, particular beat, you know, it, it's, it's very rhythmic, whatever. And, you know, not only are we playing to this very rhythmic beat, you know, now on top of that, we're, we're having to not, you know, we're having to engage and be emotional mm-hmm. uh, while also still being like systematic in terms right. of like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's because you're probably using different sides of the brain when you think about it. I mean, yeah. you're, you're using There's your probably a whole science side, behind but it. you're using, you're also using the logical side to stay with that in a, in a particular way. But, um, you know, like we don't have stereo mixes right now, but when I, when I had a stereo mix as the worship leader, I would work hard to, to pan everything across my mix as a, and I got this idea from Lee camp and a gateway. Um, but I would pan everything in my mix, kind of how it was laid out on the stage. If you were mm. looking at the stage from my position, and so like, wow. um, I would I would put I would put a lot of stuff right in the center. Like the click would be right in the center, my voice and instrument would be right in the center, and the, you know the snare drum I'd probably keep right in the center. Um, but then you know I'd start even with the drums to pan pan the left and right over to the left and right a little bit, and if somebody was to the left of me on the stage, I'd pan them over to the left, and if somebody was to the right of me on the stage, I'd pan them over uh-huh. to the right, and that was when I really started being able to hear everybody well, mm. because when you've got everybody in one channel, kind of all at the same volume, you know, stuff gets lost. But then I really started noticing, like I could notice when the acoustic guitar was struggling with this part, mm. and like before, you know, I would have just run over it a couple of times and you know, hope that he that he kind of caught it, and if I'm not. Maybe, you know, not if it didn't really stand out, I would miss it. But now I could hear just even some of the littler struggles that some of the people were yeah. having. We could stop and work well, on. It's it. interesting, you know, uh, to, to put a, another plug in for uh, the Elite Core units, which is what we use for our our monitor mix. You know, we have these Elite Core uh, personal monitor mixes. They have a left right pan mm-hmm. on all of them, and so what what we've been doing, or you know, what we, what I've been encouraging people to do, I, I don't babysit them on it, but. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I've been saying like, Hey, you know, put, put like maybe vocals on like your right side, put instruments that, you know, you don't necessarily care about on the left side. And then the things that you really care about, put that in the yeah. middle, you mm-hmm. know? And so just, just trying to like have the ear and the brain hear different yeah, things. Create some space so yeah. that you can hear what you need to hear. And even if you're, if you're not used to it, if you're just a vocalist, then, then figure out what those two or three things you absolutely need to hear and, and pan stuff and turn it down to the left and right. So you're not totally in a, in a box. But, and and but, one one final practical uh, uh, tip before we sign off here, I think a mistake that I've known some of our team making is like, you know, they can't hear something. So what do they do? They they, they crank it up, and I'm like, no, why don't we turn uh, you know turn other mm-hmm. things down in your ear um, before you go yeah. turn it up, whatever. Which that was one thing I did like about the Aviom. They had a shortcut, so you could turn everything down. Oh, like that's six nice. Six decibels at once. You, so you hit two buttons and everything drops down. Mm. You could just turn the one thing up you're having a hard time hearing. Ah. And so that was kind of cool. Um, but 
But yeah, turning everything down is uh, just like with EQ, it's better to pull yeah. out frequencies than to put in frequencies. Yep. Um, but you know, I think in terms of going to the next level, like you're talking, because once you once you get in ears, you can play with a click. Mm-hmm. Once you get used to playing with a click, then you can play with loops. And once you start playing with loops, you get used to playing with loops, then you can do really creative like stuff. Videos, with video. yeah. And, and, so, and that's like, actually what we're talking about doing next. Now, now that we've been doing clicks for about three months. I'm I'm gonna start kind of researching what are some cool like loops and some video stuff mm-hmm. that we can tie in together, you know. Yeah, and so like so really you're you're talking about some next level stuff when you yeah. get to this to this area. And I think if that's I mean if that's important, which this will be another podcast. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> but, yeah, debatable if yeah. it's important or not, right? Yeah, whether that's whether that's important or not, I don't know. You know, it, it it all has a certain you know base level of importance just based on whatever culture you're in. In our American culture, it's pretty important yeah. to be at a certain quality level. But um, you know, to get at that quality level, you you need to start moving some of these things in this direction to get there. And, uh, and unfortunately it just takes, takes time and practice and people get used to it and then you're ready to take that next step. And, but yeah, I think I would never go back personally if I, (laughs) if I had the choice, I'd never go back to a floor wedge over in ear monitors. Yeah. Interesting. Would you, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I I think it's still pretty early on. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think because I, I personally feel a tremendous amount of responsibility to, you know, keeping us all on the click mm-hmm. and some of my young drummers who struggle with the mm-hmm. click. So, you know, it, it's still, it still is kind of, there's this tension. Um, but what I really like is I love being able to hear like guitar, for example, because, you know, I, I, I never used to put that stuff in my monitor because it's just more noise. I love being able to hear the bass, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. And one thing that I've done, one last note on the click, because, you know, I felt, I kind of felt the same responsibility and I didn't, you know, I didn't carry it too heavily. If we got off, I just shut it off. But, um, but what I noticed is when I would just shut it off, then people would just get used to playing without it towards the end of the song and tempos would still kind of get away. Fluctuate. And so, so what I then did instead was I would shut it off and then I would wait a few bars and start it on the, on the downbeat yeah. of a measure ah. so that it's like, okay, we got off, no big deal. He'll turn it back on here in a minute and we kind of get and back on boom. it. boom. And so that, that kind of teaches people, yeah, there's some grace. It's not a huge deal if you get off, but we're still going to be working on sticking yeah, with the click track, good. you know? So, um, yeah. So if you haven't given it a try, you know, maybe spend 50 or hundred bucks and just give it a whirl on a headphone amp and, and see if you can come yeah, out of your, your oxes. Use and, your iPod earbuds and, and just try it for a little while and see if you can get used to it. And I think it's worth the effort. So that's all we have for this episode. We actually, that's not all we have. That's all we have time for for this episode. We could talk a long time about worship stuff. Don't you wish? Um, (laughs) Keep going hours and hours. Like, we should do like a four hour podcast Uh, sometime. Yeah. Just like, like when there's like some big worship conference. Like we should do a four-hour podcast so like people who are driving to that conference can listen to us talk <laughs> the whole ride. Because yeah, who wouldn't want to listen yeah, yeah. to us talk, right? <laughs> oh man! But uh, make sure you get in touch with us online. Go go over to worshipministrycatalyst.com for the giveaway. If it hasn't already happened, you want to get in on that. Get your copy of David Crowder's Neon Steeple. And uh, so go to worshipministrycatalyst.com, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, twitter.com slash wmcatalyst or 360-818-4339 to leave your sarcastic comments and funny <laughs> remarks by voicemail for us to play on the show. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.